Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. not something that it couldn't be replicated and they heard I your guess. side so <laughs> you'll just the B side audio yeah welcome everyone it's a podcast podcast about the tudes about the tudes <laughs> where are they where have they gone where did they come where from they where did they go nope, nope. stop please nope. let me nope. no i will not i refuse honestly this is this is called Into the Twilight, but really, this is the new podcast about the movie 8th Grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. This is a, a fan cast about the movie 8th Grade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who we've received no money from. And will and, never. <laughs> but I've given all my money, too. <laughs> I need to ask you so many questions yeah. after seeing this film. Mainly, Cody... Yeah. Did you bring your lunch to school? So we're talking eight, in eighth grade, I'm assuming. Um, in your youth. No, now. <laughs> yes, Cody, now. No, because it's, I mean, I don't know. I went to a lot of different schools. So, like, I feel like each version of school, I did things a little different. Sure. But, like, in high school, I went, so this, in my seventh through graduating high school, I was in the same school. It was, like, both in middle and high school or whatever. Whoa, what? When I lived, yeah. Which is actually pretty popular on the East Coast. Um, uh, yeah, so they're, like, combined, basically. We didn't have, like, a cafeteria, because it was like, this is New York, just go oh, yeah, that's right. food. Or buy a lunch or whatever. But in uh, elementary school, when I didn't live in New York, I would bring, bring lunch, usually my mom would pack a lunch, or there was this weird thing where you could, like, order some shit. Again, we, there wasn't, like, a real cafeteria, it was, like, a... We partner with, like, local, you know, whatever, shops in the area, and if you just, like, pay this whatever flat fee, you can, like, get a hot dog or, like, a, something, you know, like, some stupid kid lunch. Sure. And that was that. Yeah, that was when I was feeling, like, I felt, like, fancy if I did that. I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. You know, the fancy Postmates for elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> for for the youth, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you had this experience then, because this is what I, mm-hmm. this is what I really wanted to ask you. While watching this movie, I yeah. had a recovered memory of trading lunch items uh-huh. from packed lunches. And this was not something that happened at my school. Uh-huh. At least not for me and my friends. But this is something that I think within American culture is something that is thought of, right? That for sure, you for go sure. into the cafeteria and you're supposed to open up your lunch bag and swap things. Gross, I got tuna. Who's that? Right. <laughs> Jeremy, can I get your bologna sandwich? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Listen, we all had bad taste in elementary school, okay? <laughs> right. And so I wanted to know what your experience was with trading lunches in your youth if that was a thing i feel like i don't remember that ever happening i feel like it was just like something that was in every movie about being or like every tv show about being in like middle school or elementary school that was like gross i don't want this my mom made me a terrible lunch and i don't want to eat it because i like kid food like whatever right let me get those goldfish or whatever (laughs) yeah i just want to inject gushers into my veins all day (laughs) okay but for real though (laughs) i want to do that right now (laughs) dude oh my god like last week i was at target on a bender as as you do (laughs) wandering the aisles your memoir (laughs) title (laughs) yeah and like i have not had gushers in probably a decade (laughs) oh fuck and they were on sale for like a dollar 
50 or something mm. for, like, a big old box of all of them. And I was like, this is well enough in my budget of, like, fuck shit foods <laughs> that I can just buy <laughs> and be probably okay. You know, that section of the food right. pyramid. No, because I'm like, here's my grocery budget, here's, like, real food, mm-hmm. and that's, like, most of it. That's, like, 99% of it. And I'm like, there's, like, a couple bucks where I'm like, right. I could fuck around and be okay. <laughs> right. And that that was that particular purchase, and it was extremely good. That's so <laughs> good. Yeah, gushers still fuck. I'll say it. Oh my god. I'm not a coward. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I have been making way too many trips up to Seattle these past few weeks um, and have stopped too many times at a, like, 7-Eleven grocery, like, gas station <laughs> lately yeah. and have found that I've needed some sort of snack to keep me alive on these, like, excursions and on my most recent one right up at the the cash register they had this like snack pack of gushers and it was i don't know the best kind the like blue and red purple kind and they were the sour they were like a sour version and i was like um hello just put my name on these and so i got them and when i ended up on like I was going to say unzipping them. Yeah. When I seduced (laughs) these in my car. um, (laughs) um, I made them strip for me. (laughs) They had all like congealed. Oh, yeah. That's what Gushers does. Right. It's like, oh, it's hot. We are now one Gushers. Yeah. (laughs) We we are a hive mind of one. Um, (laughs) We formed a union and we are one (laughs) collective Gushers. The unit of Gusher. Yeah. And so it was just me trying my best to drive with two hands while just, like, <laughs> eating this one 30-piece gusher. <laughs> like, noshing on a giant glob of gusher. <laughs> yeah, just, like, with sticky mixed finger fans. Um, and it was just the worst decision I've ever made. But I just needed it so bad at, like, 8.30 in the morning. I, I don't know why I had just gotten to thinking about this after watching that movie of, like, trading lunches, because it was never something I did. Yeah. I recently asked my boyfriend about this because to see what other experiences because his are always weird you know because he grew up where they filmed twilight so it's like you know the rules don't apply (laughs) there uh (laughs) he lived in cursed grounds (laughs) exactly and he said that it was outlawed at his school (laughs) sorry what Why is Chris the weirdest person that's ever lived? <laughs> what life has he... What the fuck? I know. And he didn't say why. I was like, oh, okay. So it was probably for, like, allergy reasons, right? That they didn't sure. want these kids making, like, you know, some kid... Jeremy ends up with fucking peanuts, right? And so, yeah, like, right? the school gets sued. <laughs> yeah. And he was yeah. like, oh, no. It's probably because they didn't want these kids making whack trading decisions, right? <laughs> Like, you need to learn the economics of trading. <laughs> There's, like, a teacher that steps in and is like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, this is an unfair trading ratio. <laughs> you don't get to trade Doritos for raisins, Jeremy. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, Jeremy just tried to pawn you a box of raisins for two of your cosmic brownies? No fucking oh way. Oh my god. No fucking way. There's, like, a lunch ref. It's like, no, 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 no. That is, not- that is foul play. <laughs> yeah, the principal gets up here and he's like, Listen, Otis <laughs> Spunkmeyers are worth more than this. We Have you learned nothing in this school? <laughs> we tried to teach you and we failed. <laughs> if one more kid thinks that oatmeal raisin and chocolate chip cookies are worth the same thing in this school, I'm kicking you all out and we're starting over. <laughs> New school. <laughs> oh what I would give. But yeah, I just love the idea that, like, there's these people roaming through this, like, third grade lunchroom, and it's just like, no trading, no! Do you think people at his school, like, did it almost like baby drug dealing? You have to, right? Hush, hush, like, because, like, that's, I mean, not that I experienced this, but it seems like if it was, like, something that was popular enough to be banned, it was, like, a very important, an integral part of the, like, lunch kind of like dynamic oh yeah of elementary school and like to have that quite literally ripped away from you <laughs> will resort into like some shady like 
hanging out in the bathroom, maybe trading pretzels and, you know, Twix bars or something. Oh, yeah. I mean? That makes it inherently far more desirable, even if you weren't yeah. doing it. Man, they're just fostering <laughs> baby drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. It be, especially because if you know, like, that one mom who always packs their kid a bologna sandwich, and you yeah. know there are two kids who always get Uncrustables every day... <laughs> Yeah. You will do whatever you can to get yeah. one of those instead of a bologna yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Oh my Gotta God. climb that pyramid, baby. Oh, the politics of lunches. Whereas Truly. there was me who packed my lunch every day, and it was either a PB&J sandwich or, worst, a turkey and cheese sandwich that I put Doritos on like a oh, heathen. Wow. Wow. Listen. If you didn't put, if you didn't put sand, if you didn't put, (laughs) if your sandwich did not have (laughs) chips on it, you're a liar because. Oh my god. I'm just saying. It's a new mommy thing. You know what I mean? I guess. Fourth grade me made interesting (laughs) food decisions. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Hi, welcome to Into the Twilight. We just spent the last ten minutes talking about nothing. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Fifty Shades of Grey, question mark? Uh, yes, so that's technically what our podcast is about. Um, There's gotta be a transition in there somewhere. Well... You just gotta find it. So, there is actually a lot of food talk in the chapters that we're gonna be discussing today. Um, that is true. Now, will we get to it in the next 20 minutes? Maybe. But we do have Who some knows? other current events that we need to talk about today. Um pew! pew. We will get there first. Most importantly, (laughs) um, Cody, you are bringing to the table something very important. An update on one movie um, that is not, in fact, 8th grade, but something that is actually relevant to this podcast. Would you like to share? Believe it or not, a relevant movie. Lizzie. (laughs) Yes. Y'all know. We talked about it. um, But she's got a trailer, officially. Um, and she's good, folks. Yo. Uh, if you're new here, or, you know, it's been a couple weeks, maybe you've forgotten. This is the movie in which Kristen Stewart and Chloe Sevigny, uh, are murderers and also lesbians. And it's great. And also period clothing. It's all good. It's all very good. Thank you to whatever higher power answered my unspoken prayer for this movie (laughs) that I didn't know I needed but gave it to me anyway, and I'm yeah. so thankful. Honestly, thank God. Yes, um, the back-to-school movie that we all wanted, you know? Truly. So yes, I'm very excited for this movie to come out. The trailer looks great, the music in it is very spoopy, um, and it should be great. Oh, speaking of spoopy, again, a content piece that's not sponsored, yep. thanks to our five minutes about Gushers too. Your girl made the mistake of going into a Michaels couple days ago and should remind you it's august and that warehouse was (laughs) so i've never related to the to the ben wyatt gif of him being assaulted by a skeleton more (laughs) in my whole life yeah yeah. (laughs) and but in a good way you know i was just i was there to get a couple of things for my classroom and I was just truly assaulted by pumpkins and skeletons. Yeah, it happens. And glittery spiders, you know? Yeah. Michael Spiders, you know? Yeah. Tell me more about a band named Michael Spiders. I mean, it's probably some sort okay. of just okay. <laughs> probably just okay. It's yeah. probably some sort of cover band, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so we have another article. <laughs> talking about the decade that it's been since Twilight happened. Um, there's not too much to talk about here, but this is basically just a good reminder that it's been 10 years since Twilight came out and that Stephanie Meyer is still alive and around, baby. Yeah. She's still doing it, turns out. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a long-ish article basically just plugging her Twitter account and that she's basically written other books that we have not read here, but basically have existed. And if you go to her Twitter account, she is still promoting heavily her TV show that's going to exist. Great. So enjoy that. Love it. 
Yes. The last, <laughs> and this should really just become a corner at this point. Yeah. It's, it's in corner territory for sure. At this point, yes. Is an article titled 13 Couples That Saved the Twilight Franchise and 7 That Heard It. And, drumroll please, is from Screen Rant. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> this was written by Gregory Thompson because, as Cody mentioned earlier off air, um, there is someone at Screen Rant that is pushing so hard <laughs> for Twilight content to exist online that is not currently so thank you, Screen Rant, for doing the Lord's work that literally no one has ever asked for. No. Um, <laughs> so, yes, this is, again, another listicle about couples that are great in this franchise <laughs> and ones that are bad. So, ones of note, I would say. Yeah. And ones that are surprising that aren't on here. Ones that are surprising that aren't on here, for me, obviously... Charlie and Carlisle. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, it's just disrespectful at this point that it's not acknowledged. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I'm just saying. I think the top three... Yeah. Honestly, like, the the top five, but mm-hmm. the top three here are, are quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so the top three are... The hurt is Quill and Claire. And mainly that being for the the imprinting mm-hmm. business, which, yeah. you know, not surprising yeah. for that. Now, number two, not really surprising for me, but quite high, I think, is the one, the part that surprises me, is that it saves is Kate and Garrett. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, I love me some Garrett. Sure, listen, um, if I just this give me another excuse to look at Lee Pace again? Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you so much. Am I having a great time doing it? Yes, thank you so much. Screen rant. <laughs> and Kate, you know, does not give a fuck. And sure. I mean, they're, is they're a fun couple, for sure. But, like, number two? Yeah, no, no, they, there's no reason for it to be the second on this list. Right. And number one. <laughs> a shocker for most people, for I would everyone. say. Yes. Coming from the Egyptian coven, um, and most notably from Breaking Dawn, um, is Amun and Kebi. Amun being, like, from, we know him from, like, Benjamin, and mm-hmm. always being like, Marr. Benjamin, always hide your powers. Right. And so, like, what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm very intrigued on, like, why these are so high on the list here. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yes. So I'm very intrigued by this list. There's a lot of hot takes on here. Sure. Um, one of the ones that I think is very valuable is the fact that number 10, like, Hurt, is Mike Newton um, and Jessica Stanley. Thank you for yeah. that. Anytime that you disrespect Jessica, rude. But I do yeah. think the fact that Mike Newton is always bringing down Jessica is important to yeah. understand yeah. there. I think it's disrespectful to have Sam and Emily be so low. Um, sure. Like, you should make them higher on that list. But it's fine. Like, it's I'm better, but it's fine. So I would definitely look at that list and let us know where you would rank yeah. those couples for let sure. Let us know. Let us know. So, yes. Let us know. We do have a couple of listener questions. We have one from one of our patrons, Sophia. Yeah. Um, who asks, we all know these characters are trash. Tm 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 tm. <laughs> and we change a whole lot about them. But if you'd only change one thing about Christian and Anna, what would it be and why? Ooh, God. I feel like this is a really good question. It's a really good question. Um, I think... I think, like, it really makes you think about what are the core issues between the two of them that really can account for a lot of their, like, problems. Yes. Right? So, like, Christian, for example, he has a very unrelenting relationship with control. Yes. And that is present in all of his relationships, romantic or otherwise. So he has this idea of, like, how he wants to present himself and his guards are up and he doesn't want people, like, taking into that but on the flip side he also like projects that onto other people and like uses maybe a power that he felt he didn't have with mrs robinson or he didn't have in his upbringing or whatever with his mother um that he feels he must like 
control other people in, in certain ways, and also utilizing BDSM as a vehicle to do that in an unsafe way and in, in a relationship type of way. Yes. With Anna, oh god, there's so many things. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So many things. But I think it comes down to just the fact that she won't let herself experiment and won't let herself, like, try things. The fact that, like, the first relationship she's in and the first person she has sex with and these all these firsts that are happening in her life that she's like, this is what love is. Like, I don't have to experience anything outside of this because I got it. Like, this is it. Meanwhile, if she, like, knew there was anything else outside of that, she'd probably be like, this is fucking nuts. Let's not do this. Right. Yes, I agree. I think the one with Christian, like, his his relentless need for control is exactly what I would say. Yeah. And with Anna, I I can't decide if that is the one I want to go with or, like, I feel like that one is perfect, too, because the other one I would say is, like, her jealousy. But I think yeah. that, that yeah. kind of comes with time, too. Yeah, Because yeah. with her desire to, like, experiment, I think would kind of build on that confidence right. and would would lessen some of that jealousy and self-consciousness too. Yeah. So I feel with her anyways, those are intertwined. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all really related. And the fact that she doesn't have confidence and that she doesn't really have any experience are really linked be- because they kind of feel each other because like she's never really been validated sexually or romantically. Um, and this is kind of her first experience with anything like that. So she's just kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to feel bad sometimes, or maybe this is, like, everyone kind of feels shitty about themselves, and maybe this is just something I should expect to feel. And it's just her, like, settling for, like, feelings that she doesn't necessarily have to sit with, you know? Right, exactly. And I think it seems like with a lot of the things that happened with her, like, she did not receive a lot of emotional love. Well, I mean, she mentions in these chapters that, like, her mom kind of, like, loves her unconditionally and stuff, which is great. Um, But if this is kind of, if this is supposed to mirror exactly what happened with Bella, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, emotional detachment that comes with her family, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. And so if everything that happens with her kind of happens to her, I think her having a little bit more agency... And having the confidence to have that agency would be valuable in kind of creating that communication with both of them. For sure. So, yes, I like that question. That is a valuable one. So thank you, Sophia. Choosing one, only one, is hard, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Throw them all away. That's the answer. Just (laughs) start over. Shoot them into the sun. Um, I would like to trade them for some cosmic brownies, please and thank you. So we do get a couple more questions. The first, well, basically the second one is, what do you think the worst line in Fifty Shades of Grey is so far? Mm. Where do I choose? How do I choose? Yeah, how does one choose? Throw a dart. Right. (laughs) It's hard to even, like, scale worse in terms of, like, do I want to say something that's, like, the most cringy or do I want to say something that's the most, like, genuinely abusive and like bad that people had to like read Mm -hmm. because there's examples of both really (laughs) right if i'm thinking abusive i i cannot forget the tampon yeah yeah that's easily number one um if i'm thinking cringy Mm -hmm. the amount of times that he says laters baby (laughs) and how that has stuck throughout the fandom yeah i think kills me inside every time I have to read it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Especially because her, like, inner goddess, like, freaks out every time that he says that. Yeah, anytime she says inner goddess, really. Yeah. It's a bad line. (laughs) And the second question that we got was, um, when we blush, do our faces turn the color of the Communist Manifesto? (laughs) 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 um for me yes i love that oh i love that yep so this is the most intimate this podcast has ever gotten (laughs) yep wow as someone who has definitely never seen cody i can confirm (laughs) that when cody blushes um they look just like the youtube play button (laughs) 
Hey. You don't know that. I honestly can't remember the last time I blushed. Okay. I don't know if I felt that. That's feeling. the most <laughs> cancer thing you've ever said. So I don't shut know your if mouth. that's something like I don't. Because, like, my cheeks are always, like, kind of red just because I have, like, rosacea kind of everywhere. <laughs> like, no. very mild rosacea everywhere. So, like, my body is just kind of, like, pink in general. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember my cheeks ever, like, getting hot or, like, blushing. Yeah, that's a mood. I mean, like, <laughs> I have Irish in me, so my cheeks are, like, always part of kind of red. Here's sure. the fucked up thing. And this is just, like, a side tangent. I get, like, mildly jealous of people that, like can blush when they sweat or like when they work out you know like when they're just their cheeks get pink because when it gets hot out like it has in this like the summertime (laughs) i look like a blistered tomato yo it is Uh, a full face operation (laughs) agreed right like i look like the face on the operation box (laughs) like i it is not cute Um, why is my forehead blushing i don't understand yeah like Sorry, why do, tell me out. Why do my ears look red? Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand. Like why is my decollete red? Hmm. I haven't even been outside. It's just hot out. Like this is not who looks cute when they're hot. Yeah, no one. Unrelate. I can't relate. I can't yeah, relate. Unrelatable concept. Anyways, so let's actually talk about these last two chapters of this fucking book. Please yeah, baby. And thank you. Okay, so chapter 25. Anna leaves to go find Christian Grey. What if I just talk like Siri for the rest of this? <laughs> just staccato. Like, let's do it syllable by syllable. Yes, I just sound like a syllabic AI for the rest of this. There's a lot of, like, prince frog talk in the beginning of this, which, sure, yep. Christian's definitely a prince. Yep, totally Totally yeah. not weird. Also, I feel like they both have a very large misunderstanding of that phrase. <laughs> or yep. that story, at least. Because her mom is like, oh, well, you know what they say. You gotta kiss a lot of frogs before you, you meet a prince. And she's like, well, actually, I did meet a prince. I'm just worried he's gonna turn into a frog. And it's like, none of you know what that story is. None of this is right. It's totally yeah. correct. <laughs> actually, mom, I already fucked a frog. And he is a prince now, so... <laughs> <laughs> My pussy turned that frog into a prince. I'll have okay. <laughs> wow. Is that not what the Princess and the Frog movie was about? Is that a name of an Adam and Eve sex toy? <laughs> Fuck, I wish. Oh. All right. Um, here's our code. Get your pussy frog for fifty <laughs> percent. Never say pussy frog. <laughs> <laughs> Ribbit, ribbit. You know what I mean? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, is, this is the content you guys wanted with this podcast, right? This is this what is you it. came here for? This is as good as it gets. <laughs> um, no, it's not, because now it's time for Cody's rant corner about airports. Uh <laughs> Okay, here's the fucking thing, all right? <laughs> I know that we're like, oh, E.L. James doesn't know anything about America, and she's just blindly, like, writing about America. I don't even, was she, has she ever even been there before writing this? I, that's I don't think so. I have no idea. No idea. Uh, clearly, that is true, because <laughs> she writes a scene in which uh, her parents are escorting, uh, I almost said Bella, Jesus Christ, Anna. See? <laughs> It's like it's, a virus. You did. It's been it. twelve weeks, and I still think they're the same person. So they're escorting Anna to the gate, uh, which last time I checked, you can't do anymore because of a little thing called nine eleven. Yep. <laughs> which, like, I was, I literally had to like go back into my mind. It's like, oh, was this book earlier than I thought it was? I was like, wait a minute, maybe I like misremembered the date. No, this shit's still in like twenty eleven. Uh, Ildin just didn't know that. <laughs> what happened after 9-11 in terms of airports yeah um cool that's yeah, fun no uh you know 2000 when there were blackberries and <laughs> new macbook pros listen all right blackberries are have been here i don't know it just caught me so off guard that it was like wait a minute you can't do that People no can, you can't just walk up to the gate if you don't have a flight 
No, it's nine eleven happened. <laughs> it took me so out of the scene because I was yeah. like, "That's not, no. that's not how things work here." Oh. Wow, Eel James really didn't, really didn't, really doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, and there's another part too that I'm gonna get really hyped up about in a little bit because it made me roll existential. But <laughs> this part really fucked with my head. Um, yeah. So Eel James, sorry, um, but we don't do that here. Okay. No. Um, uh-uh. Families don't work like that. No. Well, airports don't work like that, but families don't work <laughs> like that, okay? <laughs> yes. There was a part, too, where she, like, leaves and gets on board and stuff, and then Anna's, like, thinking about all this, because she's like, actually, I just want I just want Christian to love me. And she goes on about this, and she's like, I recognize within me a deep-seated compulsion to be loved and cherished. And I just want you to... <laughs> I want the listeners here to kind of ruminate on this sentence for a second (laughs) about how as human beings in this world right now, that you wanting to be loved and cherished is not a deep seated compulsion. He's so Um, just like walk deep in the trenches of your body. (laughs) This is what I'm saying though. She doesn't know relationships. So she's just like, whoa, I thought about it and I kind of want to feel respected and loved. Is that... Does everyone else feel this way? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, why do I... This is gross. Why do I want to, like, want someone to love me? Ew. What? What is that? Yeah. And it sucks because... In a wake up, you're an adult woman. <laughs> right? Like... Being a functional relationship challenge. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, like, all up in her feelings right now. Yeah. Well, I love in... Drake. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Stay in your car, Anna. Yeah. Hey, everybody, for real, though? <laughs> everybody listening to this right now, can you just <laughs> stay in your fucking cars for a second? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's not funny. Yeah. I mean, it's a okay. little bit funny. But, like, it's not <laughs> funny. It's run its course. If you're still doing it at this point, by the time this is up, you're stopped. The only Why? challenge that was funny, and I saw this because of Megan Tonja, so, like, I don't get credit for this, but the only challenge that I saw was funny was this mom who let her kid do it, and then she drove away. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? But stop it. Okay. It's that's also it. the plot of Ladybird. In case you didn't know. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was Thank pretty you. good. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was, that was good. Okay. They, so Anna starts emailing, sorry, BB emailing. No, I tried. I tried. That's fine. The year is 2000. (laughs) And everything is underwater. Oh, damn. No. Stop. (laughs) We gotta keep going. Okay. I feel like a tirade. Um, my whole life is a tirade. Um, so they try emailing about... The fact that she's coming home. And they go, like, three emails without changing the title. Y'all, I this sounds like I'm making a big deal over nothing, but I'm telling you this isn't this never happens with them. No. So we're almost getting somewhere. Are um, we seeing character development, question mark? <laughs> and it's about Homeward Bound, which one of these yeah, days, yeah. one of these days, patrons, I'm going to make Cody watch Homeward Bound with me, and we're going to watch it. I would love t- that. I would love that. Oh, God. I made a mistake one time when I was substituting to watch Homeward Bound with the, like, second graders that I was substituting with, and Mm -hmm. your girl just sobbed (laughs) uh, into the popcorn that she had. It was fine. It was a bad thing, though. Okay, so she gets to SeaTac, and Taylor's there. She has a revelation that... Taylor is the only person, the only, well, the only man who's ever bought her underwear before. And she has this, like, while getting into the car with Taylor. It's a very interesting revelation. Yeah, just a cool uh, dynamic you have with with someone. Yeah, she's like, am I supposed to be horny for this man? I don't know how to What is my relationship with you? Yeah. And she's... You know, they're, like, about to get in traffic and stuff, and she's like, I don't know how to feel. Taylor, could you just put some relaxing music on? (laughs) And this was the moment where Cody, because they don't say what music is it is. So I would like you to guess what the soothing music it is that Taylor puts on. Oh, man, this is so sad. Alexa, play Careless Whisper. (laughs) 
Okay, because <laughs> I chose something very different as soon. Oh, boy. I love okay. It. Alexa, play Down with the Sickness. <laughs> I stand by my choice. <laughs> Alexa, play the greatest hits album of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Alexa, play All-Star Club Remix. Oh my god. <laughs> Alexa, play Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> Alexa, play A Thousand Miles. <laughs> now that's some soothing fucking music. That's true. <sighs> Do one more, please. Oh, God. Uh, suddenly I've forgotten every song. Oh, oh. Um, Alexa, play Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. Thank you. Okay. Alexa, play So Yesterday by Hilary Duff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I would am- cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would... I would do that thing where I'd be, like, looking out the window, pretending I was in a music video. <laughs> Contemplating about your relationship with a man who bought you underwear. Yep. As he drives you to your, like, sex buddy's house. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's very good. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you. So, Taylor, after rush hour traffic, gets... <laughs> Fuck! I almost called her Bella. Gets Anna to <sighs> Christian's house. And... Q sex, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Immediately. Yeah. Like, he's on a business call. Um, But they have sex. (laughs) Can you imagine if he was still on the call? Ew. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) He just, like, puts it on mute. And... (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. This is, like, Christian's version of, like, when you have a conversation with someone and you don't want to be rude, but you, like, put it on mute while you're making food with some, like... Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever done that? You just, like, make food while you're on the phone with somebody? So you just put yourself on mute. But he's, I think like... you're a monster. I think that's what that is. Oh. Oh. You don't know... You don't ever do... Oh. I'll talk to my friends making food. Oh. Well, I, I put myself on mute because I don't want to, you know, crunch... I don't want them to hear me crunch. Or, you know, like, I don't want to... Sometimes the sound of the microwave is, like, really startling, you know? Listen, I want my friends to be jealous about how good onions smell when they cook. That's true. I have heard you make food while we were prepping for the pod. It's <laughs> true. I do it a lot. Um, but, yes. Yeah, so, anyways, they have sex, like, a lot. Um, yeah. And then they're, like, having small talk in the bathroom. I don't know. It's, like, you know, their usual. Um, they talk about her getting a job and we find out that he apparently didn't find out what company that she worked for hmm. i don't believe that it's like i never intervene with your career unless you wanted me to it's like fuck off christian yes agreed you know um, everything about everyone because you're weird yes they ugh, he's the worst they like talk for a little bit while having dinner he wants her to go to the red room so she does they go to the red room and have this kind of like BDSM sponsored by Beats by Dre experience. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, it's fine. They, he's like, I want you to, like, not hear me. And he's, like, wearing headphones and she's wearing headphones and they're listening to the same music. Which, again, I don't remember if it's described what it was. Um, It's Latin. Like, it's... Oh. Right. It's yes. that chorus singing Latin music. Cool. I, one thing of note was that when he was explaining her this, she was like, oh man, I hope she, he doesn't put on a rap song. Yep. I'm like, wow. Pacific Northwest white lady yep. doesn't like her things. Get over yourself, Anna. Yeah. I only, sorry, I don't listen to rap. I read books. <laughs> yeah, it was very sorry. weird. Yeah. I was like, sorry, you don't want to listen to, I don't know. I just feel like... What if he just put on, like, Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande's, like, Get On Your Knees? Like, you don't want to fuck to that? Come on. Come on. But yeah, instead he plays Spem and Alum, which is, like, a 40-part motet by, like, Thomas Talese, which, like, I said that wrong. But, like, fuck off, Christian. Yeah, I hear. All right. You want to listen to a chorus singing Latin? That makes me have religious guilt. (laughs) Yo. Like, 
that's like, a wow, me problem. I'm thinking but about like, my Catholic guilt right now. <laughs> I am like, whoo. I'm thinking about like dry wafer crackers right now. <laughs> but yeah, so their Beats by Dre experience was interesting. And the chapter ends, as usual, um, with them falling asleep. God, I'm so bored. Yes. But the nice thing is, the, it goes into chapter 26, which is the last chapter of this book. Hell yeah, dude. Now, keep in mind, right, the reason that Christian left early was because of this, like, unspoken situation mm-hmm. that's happening. That we still don't know what's happening, right? No, no. But it's, like, capital B big. Yeah. And this book is ending. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Cut to the feeling, all right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, You're Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, last chapter of this book, she wakes up. Buckle up, everyone. Christian's gone, as usual. Yeah. She wakes up. She feels rested. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but it's because of the time difference. And she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I need to take my birth control pill. As usual, Christian is gone. He's playing the piano. It's sad emo music, as usual. He's playing down with the sickness. Okay? It's yeah. fine. Um, An instrumental. <laughs> sickness. It's beautiful. It's, it's Yeah. It's, he's crying. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's eroding the keys because his tears are just so... Yeah, his acidic so tears. tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's a sex robot. And you really don't want those to cry. Up. Keep up. So they talk a little bit. And one of my favorite things is she asks him, like, why do you always play sad stuff? And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Why, what, you, why do you always play sad stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You're, uh, kind of bumming my mind, my mother right now. Yeah. The fuck, dude? He's like, Chopin isn't sad, stop. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's only when you, you know, experience true sadness that you can appreciate happiness. Yeah. (laughs) And your lucky numbers for today are, like... (laughs) (laughs) He's a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start talking about the contract, as they always do, because um, they are—they don't know what else to talk about. No. They say moot to each other, like, eight different times. Because he's like, well, I think the contract at this point is, like, moot. And she's like, moot? And they just keep <laughs> saying it to each other. It's like, yeah, moot. Moot? Moot. <laughs> <laughs> It's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> Such a dumb word. I love it. I know. I love the word moot. So they start talking about, like, rules and mm-hmm. punishment. And he's, she's like, well, I don't really know what all was in that contract. Like, we should probably look over it. And he's like, oh, yes. And he's, like, wearing nothing, but he just, like, pulls the contract out of nowhere. <laughs> like, he <laughs> still has it on him at all times. Yeah, he just got out of, like, a trench coat he turned out to be wearing the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, at all times, Christian has the contract, a condom, yeah. and lip gloss. Like, he's a he's a yeah. man on the move. Yeah, he's got places to be, all right? It's great. So and he's got big pockets, <sighs> so he can just fit it all in one pocket. Fuck, what I would give for pockets, you know what I mean? Truly. So, remember, last chapter, we still don't know what's happening, but yeah. we are spending this last chapter going through this same contract that we are go- we've gone over multiple times now like word for word except some things are crossed out yep that's and some things are bolded thank you yeah okay yep so that's great most of this conversation between them is about punishment and they're at first it's kind of like playful and she's like oh yeah you're not gonna catch me i'm gonna hide behind this bar and meh. And it seems like cute for being five o'clock in the morning. Sure. But then she's like, don't don't. <laughs> like, yeah. that's basically it. And... It's like, hey, I know you want to talk, but wouldn't you rather me fuck you on this piano? She's like, no. <laughs> right. Let's figure this shit out, Christian. Yes, exactly. And then he starts talking about, like, I'm gonna catch you and all this punishment and stuff, and she's like, I don't. Like, that's the point. Like, I feel about punishment the way that you feel about my touching you. And then immediately, like, his demeanor changes. He just Uh, turns into, like, a cloud of dust. (laughs) Yes. And it's, like, 545, and he's he's completely hurt. And finally, after weeks now, he gets it. Like, it clicks for him. 
about what she's been saying of, like, I don't like you punishing me, Christian. Yeah. And so they finally have this conversation of, like, I don't, I don't want you to hurt me. I don't like it. And then him being like, but I, I like, I want to hurt you. I need to hurt you. <laughs> like, it's, it's like a circle in a square, or a square, in a square peg in a, a round hole. It's just like, but if I tr- keep trying, maybe it'll, you'll get it. Because I want it, I want to hurt you. And she's like, nope, that's not gonna, we're not gonna do, th- it's not gonna work. It's not. <laughs> I don't want you to do it. Yep. But then this weird shift happens, right? Because again, it's Anna's first relationship and she's all up in her feelings, right? And so Anna finally is like, I, he, well, Christian's like, I don't want you to go. And she's like, well, I don't want to go. I want this to work. And so finally. I want you to be better. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so finally she's like. Well, show me how hard this can be. And it's like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I get it to an extent, right? Because, like, this is the closest thing she has had to... This is the only thing she's had in terms of relationship. Um, And it's something she's... The emotions she's feeling are so intense. And she's seeing it, like, literally, like, run away from her. And she's like, no, I gotta do whatever it takes to keep this. Because I'm not gonna have anything like this ever again. Like, no one's gonna love me like this. No one's gonna, like, treat me like this way. Uh, even if he does hurt me, maybe it's fine. Like, maybe we'll push past it and, like, because I love him and all these things or whatever. But the fact that she's like, how bad can it get? We've been doing this for, what, two weeks? Maybe two or three weeks? A month? I don't know. And we've really, like, got a toe in the water of what he enjoys as far as BDSM and how far he can push her. And she's just like, all right, let's just test it out. Let's see how bad it can get. And right. it won't ruin me. That's fine. Exactly. Like, mm, is that wise? And Christian's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Like, did you, what? Why are you letting this happen? Exactly. Well, and the problem is, is she even says, like, I have an ulterior motive. If I do this yeah. for him, maybe he will let me touch him. And this right. is the problem, right? Yeah. Is And she doesn't really know this yet. I mean, she should, like, with friendships. But the point of gifts is that you shouldn't be doing it to expect something back. Yeah. And yet that is exactly why she is doing this. She was doing something that she has just explicitly said and has before, said that she is afraid of, that she does not like, and that makes her feel unsafe, um, with the explicit intent that she wants to have a deeper relationship with him. And she is not saying this out loud, but no, hoping no. that he will understand that. Right. And that is what, he can't read her mind. Right. And even when what she's verbally saying is not even how she feels about the situation, simply because, like, when he goes all like, whoa, is, you really don't like it that much? And she's like, no, 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 it's not the same. Yeah. But, like, it gives you an idea, and she keeps just, like, backpedaling and backpedaling about, like, how it's really not that bad, and, like, how being punished isn't really that bad for her. But it's like, no, like, you were you were up front and gave, like, a very comparable example. And you were also trying to, like, get him to see where you're coming from in the same way. And the fact that, like, he's also starting to maybe get it and be like, oh, maybe this is something I shouldn't do. She go- just goes immediately be like, no, it's fine. I just, I was overreacting. Uh, yeah. Let's just, uh, whip me, please. Uh, is that right. going to make it better? Yeah. And so he does because that's what she asks him to do. Mm -hmm. So he does it six times and he asks her to count along. Mm -hmm. And throughout, like, the day before, he had made it clear, like, in the red room and stuff, he had made it clear, like, their safe words and stuff. Um, And even though he had seemed a little, like, patronizing about it, he had made it clear to her, like, to have her repeat them out loud. Like, to get a vocal confirmation of them. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows what they are to use them in this space. Mm-hmm. So he, he slap like, he smacks her butt six times and has her repeat them out loud. Um, yeah. And after he is done, he, like, tries to pull her into an embrace and she is completely over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, like, pissed and, like, yells at him and, yeah. like, completely leaves yeah and it's just an insufferable amount of pain absolutely like she crawls into his bed with the robe on and like just cries yep yeah and he like follows her not 
not in his, like, usual way, but in a, like, I am dropping off ibuprofen for you and some sort of, like, cream to help with the the pain. Mm. I think he does end up staying there. Yeah, he ends up, like, staying there to, like, hold her. Um, Yeah. But she, she ends up leaving because she, she says, like, I've fallen in love with you. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. And this is the thing, right? Because this is the reason why she came back was following her mom's advice, right? Yeah. Of like, this is this is obvious, right? Like, her mom said, it's obvious that he loves you too, right? So, of course, she says this back. And, and he's like, oh, no. And like, this is no (laughs) like you can't love me and so they kind of are at this impasse of like you can't love me we can't get past this and so she's like i gotta i gotta dip out then there's no point in me staying um which sucks for her yeah um but like oh no i didn't see that coming (laughs) right it's like this all could have been preventative but don't you wish this is, like, the, the series has ended here? Oh, Wouldn't yeah. would that be great? Yeah. She, like, or the next book, she's like, I'm going to focus on my career and find out what healthy coping mechanisms and relationships look like. Yeah, that was, like, the last chapter or the epilogue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh, I got a sick job, I got a hot boyfriend who listens to me and I feel comfortable talking to, and I got my friends, yep. and they're great. End of the book. Fuck yep. Christian, he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he rebooted and... <laughs> he rebooted. <laughs> yeah, he got a software update and yeah, would be great. And he turned out to be a fine dude. She goes to grab her suitcase and we find out what the gift was that she had for him mm-hmm. that her and her mom picked out, which was a, a model kit for a plane. So she leaves a note for that with him. She wants to leave everything that he gave her. Like her, all the Mac, like the MacBook, the... Mm-hmm. The phone, her, the, car keys. her car keys, all of those kinds of things. Um, and he is not, he is not amused by that. No. Um, he really doesn't want, um, like, he really wants Taylor to take her home. And, like, she's trying to defy that and all this stuff. He's like, I don't want you to go. Mer, mer, mer. Um, but she's like, uh, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't stay here. Yeah. Um, and all this stuff. Yeah. Anyways, so she leaves, goes back to her place, finally, for the first time in who knows how long, and sees the helicopter balloon that was there, and that's kind of where this book ends, is her falling onto the bed and just kind of sobbing. Yeah. So, yikes. Woo! But that's where we leave off with Ugh. book one. Woo. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. So, next week, Cody, yeah. what are yeah. we doing? We're watching The Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, we are! Why are you so excited? Mainly because I've heard that the soundtrack bops. No, the soundtrack fucks. Alright, I'll give it that. And I'm excited for that, because I don't know anything about the soundtrack. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, dude, Beyonce's got a great song in it. Oh, I do remember that. I yeah. do remember that, but There's I don't know anything about that. I don't know it's anything great. else. Yeah. So, I yeah, I don't know anything, really. And, I, yeah. and so I'm excited to see what this awful um, tension is that everybody talked about between Jamie Dornan and um, Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I'm interesting to see yeah. these weird characters as people, in, like real people with real human bodies. Right. Interacting with one another. Yeah, because I know that Jamie Dornan is not a sex robot. So I'm very interested yeah. in this casting well, that they have we confirmed that? Um, not personally. <laughs> well. Do you want me to be I mean <laughs> like, I'm just saying, you're you're getting at a lot of claims here, and I just want to make sure everything you say here on this podcast is grounded in some sort of <laughs> I mean, I said frog vagina earlier, so like Um you actually didn't say frog vagina, you said frog pussy. <laughs> that's true, that's true, I did. Or was it Pussy Frog? Fuck, what? I, whatever. I, it was ba- It was horrible. It was a horrible crime that you did, and I wish we wouldn't speak of it anymore. Yeah, I've said a lot of whack shit these past couple weeks. I'm sorry, folks. The <laughs> summer is... You've been going through it, man, you know? <laughs> it's true. The heat does something to me. I'm sorry, folks. 
Yeah. Um, do you know what does something to me, too, but in a good way? What's that? The patrons that we have. Hell yeah! So, I know that we've kind of been teasing this, but we do have some very exciting stuff coming for you near the end of this month that will be exclusive content, um, yeah, adding yeah. on to your existing patronages. So, stay tuned for that. Um, you won't need to do anything for that. It will just be added on to what you already but have. But if you're not not already a patron, hop on that fucking boat before it's too late. It's never too late, but just get on. The boat will not Come leave on. without you. We will not um, leave without you, but we would like you to get on a little bit sooner. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, enjoy that. But we do have a couple of patrons that we would like to shout out, including Shannon Clearwater, who this week is... You know what? This week is going to be that Lizzie Borden trailer. Gosh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Katie Weber, who is... Hold on, let me open up this couple listicle one more time. Mm. Um, is number 19 on the list, Alice Cole and Jasper. <gasps> As a couple that saved Twilight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saving Twilight. <laughs> Thank you for saving Twilight, Katie <laughs> Katie, Katie. God bless. You know what I mean? Wow. So we have a fan fiction this week. What if we just did it for a um, <laughs> Chaos. Utter um, chaos. Yeah. Just be set on fire. The world um, will split open. <laughs> so our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown Browntown, um, has a fan fiction for us this week titled 50's First Fool. And this was written by Sapphire Trafficker. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. And it was published on March 31st. Right. This summary was created as such, and it says, When Anna thought it was probably time for her longtime boyfriend, Christian Grey, to loosen up a little, with the help of her working partner, her boyfriend Shrink, Dr. John Flynn, they managed to pull off several pranks on him, making him the laughing stock in the family and also in the workplace. But the plan backfired. Ooh. And it says, Rated T, but stretching it. A little bit beyond... <laughs> The limit of T and into the M. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's risque in fan fiction. You don't just like cross fucking writings like that. Listen, That's ballsy. Is it? I don't know. It's a little ballsy. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Listen, if you're going to do smut, just fucking come out with it. If you're going to be like, this is T, wink. And that's oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay. <sighs> I was given a suggestion of when to start this. So. Okay. Let's see. Taylor was standing in the resource room, where the printer was sitting in the room. She recognized it instantly as the room on Christian's floor just outside his office. Upon seeing the sign that she had Taylor stick on, she couldn't help but snicker. The sign looked very real. It was a poster telling anyone who was going to use the printer that the printer could be voice-controlled. The poster simply listed out the instructions that the person had to do in order to make it print. Then, just seconds later, a person walked in. Anna couldn't recognize the person as she didn't know everyone in the company, and Taylor's hiding place couldn't exactly make out the person's face. Who's that? John asked over her shoulder, but she quickly shushed him, fearing that she might be heard. Taylor didn't make a sound, but obviously he had headphones in, since the person didn't notice anyone else in the room other than him. The employee walked up to the printer, flipping the top of the scanner up, and placed the document inside, then closed it. When he was about to press the button, he saw the sheet with the list of the instructions next to it. His hand hovered above the touchscreen, but later decided to try out the method. Damn, he's pissed, Anna commented, knowing that what he looked like when he was pissed off by the his employees in the workplace. Shit's gonna hit the fan, she added, more to herself than to anyone. I told you to send me a copy of their legal document, not a picture of our dog kissing my girlfriend. Christian yelled once he reached the printing room. I thought I asked you to do it. He then turned to Andrea, glaring at her accusingly. I was sorting out the financial spreadsheets that Miss Bailey had sent me so I could send you an organized copy. I asked him to send you that scanned copy, Andrea explained. She got no clue what was going on. Sir, I really did put the document into the scanner, the intern said sheepishly, cowering under Christian's glare. Do you think any of them will be in trouble, Taylor? Anna asked guiltily, questioning her boyfriend's tolerance for jokes and pranks once again. I'll make sure no one gets harmed by this, Taylor whispered back, though a hint of worry was certain in his voice. My money's on you, T, Anna replied, her eyes still staring at the encounter through the screen intensely. 
Walking up to the printer, the intern flipped open the top and pulled the document that he was going to scan, as if proving to Christian that he was going to do what he had asked for. Perhaps something had interrupted the scanning and sent the wrong file, the intern offered helplessly, as Christian looked over the document to make sure that it was another prank. Andrew looked at the open top and scene. Wow. So apparently they start sending butt photos that are scanned is what I'm getting from this. That's extremely good. Yep. I would much rather read that book. Yes. Yeah. If all of the people in Christian Gray's company were just using all of his money to just sit on all of his equipment and just scan yes. butt photos. Yes, yes, please. Especially since we still have no idea what this man does for business. Yes. This is what I, for now on, this is just what I'm assuming. Business. Yeah. Business. Business. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Oh, gosh. Well, as we say in Seattle... Get bit. Get whipped! This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as intothetwilight.show. You can send us an email at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at intothetwilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at Into Wild Places, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.